If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. The volume. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Inside of the Garage podcast. I'm Kyle Hamilton, along with KJ Wallace, Connor Adigan, and Cam Hart. Um, first off, today, a topic we're going to jump the episode off with obviously, coaching. Head coaching jobs has been a big topic in college football, NFL football. Um, one we want to kind of expand on that we talked about in the past, Jim Harbaugh staying at Michigan. Obviously, he did not get the Vikings job, and he's coming back to Michigan. And I'm just going to read this quote that our producer, Rory, thank you, Rory, put in here. Jim Harbaugh stated, I called Ward Manuel, the Michigan AD, and I asked him if he wanted me to be the head coach, and he said, yes, 100%. And I said, okay, then that's what I want to do. How do you guys feel when coaches flirt with the NFL or flirt with other jobs and then decide to stay, how do you think that could affect like locker room? It's kind of interesting because college football, we always talk about like how it's a business and how as a head coach, toiling with a head coach for another head coaching position, it's, it's kind of awkward. It's kind of like a disconnect there because if a position coach is toying with like a coordinator's job or a head coaching job, obviously that's reasonable. But a head coach toying with another head coaching job is kind of like, okay, what is he really doing it for? Does he want to be in the NFL or does he want to make more money? Or we never really know what that, um, mm-hmm. the reasoning behind that is. So yeah. it's kind of interesting. And I think for the locker room, it can be kind of awkward because we, I think we experienced this with Coach Freeman or that like little midsection before Coach Freeman is just like, we don't really understand or know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of awkward when you like try to like get your team together and still stay focused. And I don't know if they, why they went to workouts right now or not, but just like the whole team, like camaraderie and brotherhood is kind of like broken in that sense. And it's like this awkward midpoint where they don't know, well, where we don't know what to do. So I just, I think for Michigan, it's going to be a little awkward just because it seemed like to everybody else, obviously you don't know what happens behind the scenes, as Cam said, but it seemed pretty clear that Harbaugh wanted to leave. He wanted the NFL job. He wanted the Vikings job. And they had like a 10-hour interview process. And at the end of it, they didn't offer him a job. 
if that's how it happened, he's going to make it seem like he always wanted to return to Michigan, right? But then the, the Michigan offensive coordinator just left. And he like tweeted out something like, I know when I'm not appreciated or it's not the right environment for me. So like this is the best decision for me and like my family and all that. And like he thanked the players, but didn't thank the coaching staff. So I think something happened in terms of where Harwell made it clear he didn't want to be there. And the coaches saw that and were like, well, I don't know why I must stay here if I'm not appreciated when Michigan will just accept him back, right? Open arms. You know? Yeah. So. I would say this specific instance is a little awkward because it kind of feels like, um, I don't even know if this is the situation, but like, uh, it's like somebody <laughs> breaking up with their girl and then they didn't really get, they didn't really get the girl that they broke up with before. Blah, 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 let me come back. So it's just kind of, back. you know what I'm saying? Let me come back. It's like, ah, I messed up. I'm sorry. But it's like, I feel like in this specific instance, it's a little awkward because it was one of those things where you knew he wanted to leave, but he wasn't able to, he ultimately failed at what he was trying to accomplish. And I mean, you can't, you got to get props to him for at least trying to, it seems like that's one of his goals and one, something he really want to do is go to coach in the NFL, coach in the league. That's what we do every day. We just try to accomplish things. We try to go to our goals and we yeah. always succeed, but it's a little awkward because he's coming back to his team and it's just like, I know you don't really want to be here, but like, <laughs> yeah. this is your best option right now. Yeah. And it's interesting. I think it's really more interesting depending on how the how the locker room dynamic is because you know how it is with us. Like, regardless of who the coach is going to be, like we were going to be straight because I feel like our team was just that close. Like we have that kind of leadership. Like it didn't, like the coaches don't really have that much of an effect on it. Thank God it was Freeman and you know what I'm saying? That was yeah. kind of like fed into it. But like, I really think it depends on the player dynamic, dynamic in the locker room. Yeah, I feel like what you said is like the hardest part about the whole thing is like, there's this trust that you build up over the years, like recruiting those kids and then telling them like, we're going to win a national championship, all that stuff. And then the bottom line of any coach leaving, is like, they're not satisfied with where they're, with where they're at, whether that's money or whether that's the talent that they have or whether that's the resources, like they're ultimately not satisfied. So, I mean, it's the same thing with like, I guess people who leave their girl, they aren't satisfied. Like it's, it's I guess it's kind of the same analogy, KJ, but like, but yeah, like you're not satisfied and then you come back it's like, kind of awkward but mm. i was kind of thinking like what if like he flirted with the nfl like was entertaining other jobs and obviously coaches do that a lot and still come back to their school like what do you think it would be like if players could like talk to other schools and then see what their options are if they okay. transfer and then come back i mean i don't know every coach is different but i feel like if a player did that like you would be dead in the coach's eyes if, yeah. when you came back i was just going to bring that up too and also before i talk on now i want to backtrack on somewhere else because i did say it's like a little weird where our brotherhood is broken, our camaraderie is broken. Yeah. And I want to backtrack on that because that's not honestly true. And I think about that slight moment when we didn't have a head coach, we had people like Bayless and the support staff to lean yeah. on yeah. and then each other. So that was that was a big part of what we had. Would you um, I don't want to cut you off. I'm just going to say but, one thing. My opinion, and I'm sure you guys think the same thing, if Bayless leaves, like the whole program is yeah. not what it looks like yeah, now. If Bayless was gone, definitely. shout out to Matt Bayless, our strength coach. But like if Bayless mm -hmm. left, he's like the cornerstone of Notre Dame football. And shambles. if he had left somewhere and gone to LSU or something like that, like program's in shambles. Yeah. And that's, that's like literally the heart and soul of how everything, how the character on the team's built, how the brotherhood is built and just the overall like team atmosphere that's that's yeah. the heart and soul of the strength coach and um that's who i think we gather around the most when we're in situations where we don't have a head coach or we don't have that mm. leadership I it guess. was like the only yeah. consistent thing that week was working out at <laughs> <Team> <laughs> Bayless. Right. that yeah, was yeah. the only consistent you're gonna wake up and hear billish yell 
Yeah, because <laughs> no matter what, because <laughs> it was just like every other day you come in and some person's either leaving or some person's coming in. It's just like, bro, what's going on? But all you you know for a fact, I got to work out with even still to today. Like yeah. with Coach McNulty taking the um, facts. yeah, it's facts. The BC job and Coach McNulty's a wonderful coach and shout out to him. But it's just like you never know what's going to really happen. But you know, yeah. Bill is gonna be. You know, <laughs> Bill is gonna be. The, the, the weight room is like, I don't know if it's this is Freeman or, or or what, but we're working out this morning, and there's like ten coaches in there working out with the yes, at I like know. seven six fifteen in the morning. Coaches was lifting with y'all. Yes, like, yeah, like lifting. Like Freeman's <gasps> doing Freeman's drugs, doing like bar drugs. Like, yes. Yes. You see, that's you, crazy. You, know, you see, light shoes with the twenty pound yeah. J. Light shoes always in there. Yeah, light shoes always. In light shoes in there. What he was yeah. doing? He's in there every day, bro. You got to see him, bro. You got <laughs> to see hilarious. him, bro. You that's hella funny, actually, bro. That's hella funny. It's hella funny. But to retrace back to Kyle's question, how would um the team players and coaches feel about players entering or like exploring other options? I feel like we've, well, I've personally, I've had friends back at home who toyed with this idea and they got in the portal. It didn't work out. They got like D2 offers and schools who they weren't really interested in. Then they have to plead their coach, their head coach to come back to school because like that's the only option. And my high school coach actually, he um, sent out a message to us all. And he was like, in this era of like transfer portal, you got to be careful of what you're really doing because obviously there's some instances where you're not really happy. But if you're getting a transfer portal, that may be your last draw at your school. And they're likely for them. It worked out where their coach accepted them back. But there is probably some cases where someone hops in the transfer portal. They don't get the offers they want. They don't even get any offers at all. And then they out the dry and right. can't play football anymore. And I think that's the risky business. Looking at the player's point of view, I would say it's super specific on the player. Like, let's say someone is in like a prominent position. They're a, a two-year starter. They're about to be a three-year starter. Um, you guys have like high hopes for the season. Like you're counting on this person and then they – they end up transferring like I would that wouldn't sit right with I think 99% of the team you know let's say it's someone else like or like, let's say they just toured with the idea and they came back right I still would you'd be like well yeah we'll build up all this momentum these past two three years and, like you we count on you to, to perform your job and you're gonna think about transferring like I like I don't know why you know yeah I don't mean to interrupt you but like I feel like some people some people you talk about having like two to three years of good momentum going on and being you know what I'm saying? People are counting on and stuff like that. Some people end up leaving because they're good players, but like they're stuck in bad cultures as far as a whole team. And like, yeah, they might've had, you know what I'm saying? Good seasons themselves, but their teams in general aren't overall doing well. And like, it's not like, it's not like they're not doing their everything, but you know what I'm saying? It's hard to, you know what I'm saying? We've seen people go to other programs and it's hard to like turn a whole program around and, you know what I'm saying? Do all those things and everybody's not pulling their weight. So I can see, like, I can see what you're saying about like two to three years, and then it's like this. You're we're counting on you, but it's also like a lot of people. You know how it is, like how the league kind of looks at some mm -hmm. teams. It's like if the team's not good, it's a harder to get a look. Yeah, in general, so it's like a lot of people make that decision just based off of I'm a good player, just don't want to get washed in a bad culture. I was more speaking on like like a, a better team, like a team that's like on the bubble of making a championship run. Yeah, that's, that doesn't make no sense. Yeah, it's got to be so hard as a recruit these days. Oh, wow. When coaches tell you, like, uh, I'm going to be here for this and that. And in the back of my mind, if I was a recruit, I'm like, I don't know that. You don't know that. Right, I got a story about bring that. bring in transfers. Like, I got all a great story, too, about that. Great story about that. Bro. I actually do, too. So I, I'm out of school. I'm not the – and, like, I really appreciated this. It was – it made me not consider the school, but I appreciated it. I'm not going to name the school, but 
I was visiting and I'm in the uh, defensive coordinator's office. It was me and my mom. And he was just straight up like, I'm looking at other jobs right now. So by the time you get here, I probably won't be here. And I was like, <laughs> I would I would appreciate something. I was like, like I appreciate that. that. <laughs> like I do. Like, I like I'm yeah. probably not going to come here anymore, but I do appreciate you being honest with me. Mm. That's a hundred. I mean, it's like, yeah, yeah. mine is. Can't really get uh, mad. Yeah. yeah. I'll be, I'll be like, oh, damn. All right. <laughs> Yeah. Why am I here right now? Dude? I'm <laughs> like, the flex was cool though. <laughs> <laughs> I got a good like, meal. For me, it was uh, Coach Kennedy's school was recruiting me. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you know the gas, the normal gas that they give you. Yeah, when yeah, come yeah. To school, looking whatever. you up and down. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can work with that. Pause. Pause. <laughs> Pause. But you know what I'm saying? You just talking about this, this, and that. Blah blah blah. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm, you know, I'm thinking about a visit or whatever. Bro, two weeks later. You getting a job in the league? I'm like, bro, what? What is like? Why just did like you lying wait, right why to did you waste your time to do that? Like, why did you come to school to do that? You went all the way to Atlanta just to say that and not come on. I have a similar story. Uh, actually, a family friend of not really mine, my uncles, and they knew each other growing up. Coaches from Baltimore, actually, and he's recruited me to go to school since freshman year. And he's like, he's put out some good DBs. I can make you to this dude. I can make you to this dude. Like. I've trained with him my whole life. This like it, it was a lot, and I'm like, well, your school's kind of cool, like academically, <laughs> athletically. I don't really want to be in that situation, <laughs> but um, I appreciate it. And then our freshman year, he's coaching DBs in the league, and he's and he was telling me like, don't go to Notre Dame, don't go to this school, don't go to that school. Stick with your family, and um, I'll be here for probably the next eight years. Like all types of wild stuff, and I'm like, bro. Like, if I would have went there, you would have went to the league, and I'm stuck at pool yeah. school yeah. over the East Coast, and yeah. Yeah, it just bugs. What's so. crazy is, though, like, being a little bit older, I, just hearing somebody say, I'll be having their next eight years planned out, and I, if, like, me at 17, hearing that from an adult, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> but, like, me right now at 21, no and way. someone be like, even, yeah, I got, I'll be here even. for the next eight years. They'd be like, bro. I don't even know what I'm about to do next week. How do you know what you're about to do in eight years? Like, that doesn't make sense. Honestly, bro. I'm thinking about our new uh, new running backs coach. Really cool dude, by the way. Um, he, yeah, he's cool, folks. I believe he accepted it. And then the Giants came after him, like, immediately. Like, mid-process, he's getting another job. Like, you don't even know. Like, he, I think he reached out to the running backs. And then there was, like, this Giants. And then, like, it's just crazy. You really have no idea what's going to happen. Like, yeah. Oh, Quick sure. shout-out to um, all the coaches, college coaches, families that's that's gotta be so tough yeah, on that to too. the toughest part bro oh, tough. yeah I, I think that's the most probably the most uh, unattractive thing about coaching definitely yeah definitely. especially at this level yeah 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 like coach kelly being at notre dame for 12 years is, is like an anomaly yeah 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 i know like it's crazy if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least. 
as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening support for the inside the garage is brought to you by manscaped who is the best in men's below the waist grooming manscaped offers precision engineered tools for your family jewels manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle the performance package join over 4 million men worldwide who trust manscaped with this exclusive offer for you 20 percent off and free worldwide shipping with the code garage at manscaped.com if my math is correct, that's over 8 million balls. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man, is it a game changer. First off, the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight. You thought that was good, but want to take your grooming game even further to the next level? The Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Trimmer. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code GARAGE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code GARAGE. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Football fans, check out the 3 and Out podcast with John Middlecoff every Monday, Tuesday, and Friday, only on the Volume Podcast Network. John brings his unique perspective as an ex-NFL scout to the volume to break down all the news around the NFL and college football. Whether you're looking for game predictions, coaching searches, the ins and outs of an NFL front office, even an occasional golf tip, John has you covered. Download 3 and Out with John Middlecoff only on the Volume Podcast Network. So obviously the biggest game, we've had this argument before, I think the biggest sporting event in the world. And when it is going on, the Super Bowl is happening this Sunday. The Rams versus the Bengals in <laughs> such L.A. An American kind of yeah, weird. That is such an American view. Such an American, like narrow, like oh, the biggest uh, sport of s- the world. Did you see? Did you see they're trying to have the Super Bowl in England? Yeah, yeah like, five years from now. Yeah. yeah, three things: who wins, score, MVP. Let's not do score, bro. <laughs> Uh, actually, all right, let's do score. All right, I got. Well, if one was right, then we can come back to this and go viral. True. All right, that. <laughs> I got. I got Bengals. Jamar Chase MVP. That's that might be a hot take. And then I got um forty two thirty five. Wow. I'm going high school, mm, bro. Against the Rams defense. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, I want the Bengals, but I think the Rams are going to win. I have my MVP as Donald, and then I'm going to say the score is thirty one. To 24 Rams. So my pick's going to be the Rams. My MVP for the game. 
Bro, something about me wants Odell to win MVP because I just want to see some wild. I want to see some wild stuff. He would go crazy. Yeah. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet that said if you score a touchdown, you're gonna do the halftime show. <laughs> the halftime show. That. that was hella funny. You're gonna do the halftime show, bro. bro I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say. Uh, I'm gonna say MVP. I'm gonna say MVP, and it's gonna be a real hot take. Cooper Cup. No, that's not. It's not even. Yeah, it's not Right, Benny Sco, the best player in the office. That might be hot. Benny Sco for sure. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> be hot but listen to my score. It's, it's going to be my score, right? 34-31. And the only reason I say that is because I've seen the Simpsons predicted the Bengals to win 34-31 mm. on the show like years ago in the uh, Super Bowl against the Rams. You know, you ever heard that? You ever heard like that conspiracy? Yeah, I've heard the conspiracy. Oh, so I'm going, I'm so go, much, bro. I'm going to go with that score, but I'm going to go with the Rams. I think they messed it up. Their juju is not, it's not on. But you got 34 <laughs> 31 the Rams? Yeah. And mm. I got I to gotta go with the Rams too. My boy, uh, Grant Haley High School. That's a love it. That's a love it. Love a legend right there. Wait, Simpsons actually predicted that? Yeah. Yeah. Rams and Bengals. Rams and Bengals. And the Bengals Super won. Well. Somebody, somebody got to do a 30 for 30, not a 30 for 30, but uh, E60 on them because something going on. Somebody need to go to jail. <laughs> um, I think I got the Bengals. I don't know. It's going to be a good game, I think. I got oh. the Bengals 27 to 24. Evan McPherson, game winning field goal. From the mm. left hash, 39 yards. That's money. Bro. It sneaks in the right up, upright. For all those TikToks. Yeah, now, if you if that happens, now if that happens, somebody needs to donate 100K to our I'm podcast. If that happens, we need 1% of Jeff Bezos' wealth forever. Yep. Wait, who's your MVP? Um, Joe Mixon. It's mm. a good pick. Okay. If McPherson makes the game when he feels well, that would be so bro. live. Oh my god! <laughs> what if he Adam looks at the side somewhere sick? If he looks at the sideline. He's like, "What club y'all want to go to?" <laughs> Before the kick. Before the kick, like, "What club y'all want to go to?" He's, it's just like OD. He just like he carries on next season. It's like preseason game one. He's like, "Well, I guess we're going to Super Bowl, like, bro." It's, it's like four months away. That's funny, bro. <laughs> Jonathan Allen, so he tweeted to his followers, asked me anything. One of them asked, which three people dead or alive would he want to have at the dinner table? Jonathan Allen then responded by saying his granddad, Hitler, and Michael Jackson. And obviously, he got a bunch of backlash on that. But his reasoning for it was something like he's really into military tactics and would want to pick his brain about um, what he was thinking, like what made him do what he did. Stuff like that. And people were kind of going back and forth saying it was wrong, saying it wasn't. Me personally, I think like, I don't know, you're in the position you're in. Like you can think a certain way, but I mean, even, if, even if you do, if those are three are the people and Hitler is one of them, like you shouldn't be putting that out there. Like that name just sends shivers down people's spines. So I don't know. I think it just wasn't smart, but. I mm. I personally, I mean, obviously I'm not in this position, but that's similar to me, like wanting to have a conversation with like a Klansman or something like that. Well, obviously Hitler is on a extremist level, but yeah. like just me wanting to talk to, talk to a Klansman or something like that. A lot of people may take that as a, like a very sensitive topic and a very like inappropriate thing to say, but I feel like just him being human, just him being like, gives him the audacity to think the way that he wants to think. Obviously Maybe in in his position, he needs to put like a disclaimer, like "Oh, I'm into military right. tactics, this and third, But like, you should be free to say whatever you want. That's this part of being who we are. 
it's just like the tactics that were used were like so evil you know like there were plenty of guys that have like phenomenal military tactics and like all that throughout history i understand that he's like a very interesting guy i mean that's probably a weird thing to say also but like he, everything he did was evil right so mm -hmm. i don't know if that like even mm -hmm. warrants a discussion with him and i mean you left that comment up for our interpretation because yeah, yeah. he can probably go on for hours about why he actually wants to talk to him and it could probably be what's hitler's thought process or why like it can go it can go a lot of different ways but we're we're, yeah. we're obviously going to interpret it a certain yeah. way my first reaction to this when i when i first saw it everybody reacted to his his answers i'm like these days more than ever people try to capture as much feedback from celebrities and figures and athletes and people in high places as much as possible but it's almost like when they give an answer that that is their answer or just any answer they're like no that's wrong like what yeah, like actually yeah. like Do you, you want yeah like you asked a, an open-ended question right any he said any three people dead or alive like that's every every person that's lived in on this earth you know what i'm saying or, or living on this earth currently and it's like how are you going to tell someone their answer is wrong to an open-ended question i can see where everyone's like uh oh, hitler like that is a horrible horrible person but like that doesn't mean Jonathan Allen's a horrible person. Exactly. Right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, obviously, we aren't going to all align with our thought process. We're going to all think differently. We want to all have different perspectives. Yeah. But I feel like everything's so forced and everything needs to be so fit. And like when it pertains to social media that you can't really express yourself. You have to worry about, oh, how am I going to offend this person or how I'm going to offend the next person? And that that can be tough. But let's be real, though. I know when he said that, he definitely knew. Like, he definitely knew when he said Hitler. Yeah. He was like, ah, I'm about to make some, I'm about to go a little viral. <laughs> that's, the only problem, that's the only thing, that's the that's thing I have a have. problem with. And, like, maybe I kind of see where he's coming from, but you've been in the league long enough. You've been in the limelight yeah. long enough. You you got to know, like, just the world we live in right now. Yeah. Um, Even if that's what you want to say, like, just don't show the whole truth. You're not lying, but just, yeah. like, pick another person. But, I mean, yeah. That's I think it'll blow about. over for him, but I mean, yeah. that's pretty tough. And that question has been I, asked before. You have said that and gotten the same backlash. You know? Yeah. Bro. And um, I, didn't know I that. was actually going to tell you guys this, but I'm sure you guys, if you have like watched ESPN or like have had any alerts, like people were just talking about like Aaron Rodgers free agency. Like, where is he going? Saying like, oh, like, like all the bad stuff that can happen with free agency and kind of putting this concept in your mind that like Aaron Rodgers doesn't know like what the hell is going on. Like he's freaking mm -hmm. out. And um, I was getting treatment the other day and like he just walks in and David Bakhtari, who's the lineman for the Packers, I think. And he was in there and like Aaron Rodgers was just like chilling and dapping everybody up, like seemed so unbothered. And like that just kind of dawned something on me. I'm like, I was the TV is literally on him. Like it's first <laughs> take and they're talking about like Aaron Rodgers free agency. And he like walks in. I'm like, bro, these people are so unbothered. Like it's not. <laughs> Yeah. Any any sort of big deal to them at the end of the day, and the media just needs to make a certain agenda about it. Yeah, like JJ Redick and Stephen A. Yeah, like he just yeah. like attacked his argument with like very reasonable arguments, and Stephen A. was like, uh, "No, no, no!" Like, start yelling like he's gonna get kicked off. Yeah, he's making too much sense. All right, now we're moving on to outside the garage. This one comes from at magnolia.pav. Since the last week was National Women's in Sports Day, who is the female athlete that you admire or a female athlete that you admire? I'm going to say my little sister, Kelly. She's quite the basketball player. I would say I admire her because, like, growing up, she was always, like, a pretty good athlete. She played baseball with the boys. She played basketball with the boys. She was always asked to do that, but you could tell it. It wasn't always, like, 
well received by all the other families, you know, like they were quite frankly, they were, they were pissed off that a girl was starting over their son, right? That weird, like shallow perspective of women's versus men's sports. Right. And mm-hmm. so it, it's been fun to see her grow up. I mean, cause like she's been like being down sometimes, like she never like an awesome start to her high school career and all that. And, but she like bounced back and scored a crazy amount of points these last couple of years. And now she's going to like play basketball in college, like on full scholarship. So to see that growth, see it like very up close to see what she's gone through to get there. I mean, it, she's just definitely probably one of the top female athletes that I admire. She's, she's a hooper like that. I mean, we'd be betting a few games, me and Cam have. Yeah, yeah, I've been a few games. Well, she can get it right. <laughs> no, whoa, whoa. I've been to. I've been to. I would say um, Serena and Venus Williams. I don't want to say myself, but I can see like the lining mentalities that goes along and their mentality is probably way better than mine. I'm not trying to say that I'm on their level whatsoever, but just like the way that they attack their craft and the way that they attack the game of titties is something similar to how I want to attack football. Once I, even once I get to professional level, I don't want to get complacent and just feel like I've made it and this is what I want to do. I want to be the best. And that's how they attack tennis. And it was cool to see like Venus take off and then Serena um, slowly behind her. Then now they're both just winning together and just so cool and um, inspiring. I'm going to go with somebody who's not an obvious winner. I would say mine is like Lolo Jones. I don't know if y'all know who that is. She's a uh, track oh, athlete. Yeah. Her story is kind of interesting. She's basically been in the profession for a long time. She's been, she's really good, but she's never actually won a gold medal. And her kind of story, her story was like trying and trying and always persisting. And I feel like her continuing to work and continuing to battle regardless of what's going on and putting like faith in her craft and really just showing some perseverance. Really, I think that's inspirational. So I'm a good Lolo Jones. Growing up, there was a girl by the name of Diamond DeShields. She played basketball at Norcross High School in Atlanta and she's in the WBA. I remember like my dad would train a bunch of like guys who were like college players or like pros and Diamond would be there. And she would, like, be going up and down with them, like, talking shit. But, like, she was, like, hooping. Like, I mean, I don't want to say, like, hooping like a dude, but, like, some people, like, have this perspective on women. And, like, as a young kid, like, obviously, my clothes by I just think of girls as, like, pink and Barbie dolls when I'm, like, six years old. But she was, like, the first girl that I've seen, like, go up against dudes and uh, do their thing and, like, have, like, confidence and stuff like that. It was the first instance I've seen that in sports. And I think that kind of, like, influenced my view on women in sports and also Danica Patrick, the like race car driver. She was a female NASCAR driver and then she like used to compete against guys too. So I thought that was pretty dope as well. Also to add to mine, women fighters like Ronda Rousey, Bex, they're like some of, the, some of the most like barbaric people that you can ever meet or even talk about. And just to see that word mentality, yeah. it's just like something crazy. Bro, I would, What's yeah. funny is everybody always, always guys always watch it and they're like, oh, like, could you think Rodney Rousey could beat you up? And everybody's like, exactly. I know, like, bro, bro, I hate I it when people say that. Bro, I Ronda Rousey would Ra- whoop everybody <laughs> bro, I guarantee you Ronda Rousey <laughs> walk up on you, bro. It's raps. Yes. It's raps. It's raps. I'm already lying. It, is, it just sucks because this what society, old school, like, standards. And it's, like, known for women to be, like, I guess, submissive or or supposedly be known for women to be submissive or like softer and men to be like the barbaric savages who's always using their hands and fighting and this that and third. So I think probably the guys who, who have that closed mindset that they will beat a professional fighter and I don't know how many times champion yeah. is just like so like conventional. Well, not even conventional. Yeah. It's like so conservative and old. And it's like, bro, 
She'll put a together, bro. Side note though, what's crazy is fighters have to register their hands as uh lethal weapons. They can't use them outside yeah. the ring. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like yeah. <laughs> crazy. That's, that's dope. They walk around like weapons. football players had to register like DBs gotta register their like feet as lethal weapons. <laughs> is that OD? Quarterbacks have to register their shoulders. Is that, even is that, is that you a clue? You, you can't chase me. You can't chase me. Uh, that's illegal. You can't even chase me. Bro. I'll, 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 I'll run, run outside of football field right now, but I'll get in trouble for that. <laughs> I can't run a class. It's illegal. <laughs> 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 smack his head. So no, I would use that joint. I would use that joint. I love that joint, bro. I'm like, yeah, see. I would, but like legally, I'm not able to do that. That's funny. But uh, yeah, shout out to all the women that have influenced girls and guys. Shout out. Shout out to moms too. Shout out to moms. Shout out to moms. Sisters, aunties. Hey, mom. Aunties, nieces. Everybody. Hey, mom. Yeah, shout out, mom. And uh, I think we're going to wrap it up there. Shout out to you guys too for listening in. We'll see y'all after the Super Bowl on Monday. So appreciate y'all listening again. And uh, mm-hmm. see you later. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glazer Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glazer Podcast to start listening.